0: And uh, glad to be saved, glad to be alive, amen, in this great year, this year of great harvest that we've entered into 2018, this year of great opportunity that we're in, amen, and uh, just glad for what God is doing. God is on the move, and we want to be moving with him, amen, you want to be in sync with God. Walking with God. That's right. Hearing from God. That's right. Following God. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen? It's critical in this time we follow God because He's already on the move. Right. So I t- said to you some things that we shared uh, Sunday and over the last, really, things that we've shared over the last few years, they are for now. For now. And so you don't want to be trying to catch up three years from now. That's right. You want to get right in lockstep with God right now. Right. Some of y'all military people know what I mean when I say lockstep. Yeah. That's when you're marching, same foot, lockstep with the Lord. And uh, move with, as God moves. Isn't that right? Because God's moving. He's doing things. He's, he's turning things over and turning things around. He's upsetting things in, in the world. But it's not for us to be upset. It's for us to be excited about it and join in with what God is doing because uh, things are turning in our favor. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I preached that message uh, Sunday on turnover, and we'll uh, go back into that on this Sunday, Lord's willing. Um, you know, and then I told you about we had this big game on Monday night. Uh, some of y'all got a chance to watch that football game. Well, I'm not. I'm not talking about it for the purpose of picking on anybody. I just want to make a point. And uh, right, right along in the first uh, series of the game, I think it was, uh, there was a turnover. In fact, there was a few turnovers in the game. And the turnovers changed the game, didn't they? I told you that's what happens. When turnovers happen, they change the game. Momentum can be, can be one way, but turnovers happen the whole momentum shifts the game changes games can change on a turnover even even things get overturned even decisions get overturned we saw that uh the team i was rooting for they pulled their starting quarterback out of the game come the second half so y'all remember that y'all watched that and uh put in this freshman guy true freshman yeah we got to say that <laughs> not a red shirt he's just he's just leaving high school praise God He still got acne all over his face <laughs> and um, <clears throat> put him in and I you know I have my serious doubts but I guess the coach knew what he was doing because he put this young young kid in and the young kid came in there and man and won the game yes. this this guy now I, I borrowed past Kim's cell phone because I wanted to read something that I was learned about earlier this morning that broke over all of the news <clears throat> This young guy, his name is Tua Tagov... What else, something? Tua, you just call him Tua. Tua T, T. T, He's he's from, he's a Samoan, he's from Hawaii. And uh, Lord opened the door for him to play in Alabama for the Crimson Tide. And uh, this question was asked of him, about how was he as a true freshman able to be so calm this is a you know a world stage he was on he has he's he had never started a game and when he he had never played in a meaningful place okay so they asked him and they said this is a one reporter said with yahoo sports when they talked to him they unearthed his fascinating nugget the player spoke in tongues to keep calm during a high-pressure second half against the Bulldogs. Here's the question they asked him. It said, how, how in the name of Bear Bryant did a freshman bench jockey rise to this ridiculously pressurized occasion and become an instant hero? Here's his quote. I was praying, Tagavala said, I was speaking in tongues, it kept me calm. And the article goes on to say, for your reference, Merriam-Webster defines speaking in tongues (laughs) as to say strange words that no one can understand, especially as part of a religious experience. So Webster had to feel like they had to define it for everybody. I mean, Yahoo had to define it so people would know. But we know what speaking in tongues is. And so if, if that little 18-maybe-year-old kid knows that when you're under pressure, when you're facing adversity, when you're in a hot situation, that the key is to pray in the Holy Ghost. See, pe- people, people. first of all, in the world don't understand that. the world, they don't understand praying in tongues. But the church has been so divided about praying in tongues that we've made praying in tongues some, you know, special select group of, group of nuts, church nuts somewhere who prays in tongues. But that's not the way it is. In your, in your Bible, book of Acts, they all prayed in tongues. They all spoke in tongues. It was just, it was so understood that if you didn't, they said, they said what's wrong with you? We gotta fix this. So we we gotta get back to that. I mean I think I not I think I know that tongues cause the Holy Ghost knows math and science and geography. He knows all the presidents of the United States. I'm saying this for all my kids in school. He knows anatomy and physiology, he knows biology and chemistry, physics. Yeah, he knows all, he knows all like, perfect languages. So he knows English composition and literature. He knows world history. I mean, he's been around the whole time. We're talking about God, right? And so I just, I just thought that was great, man. I like, you know, because I was upset because I, I liked, you know, Jalen Hurts, who's the starter quarterback, and he's a uh, devout Christian himself. He's just struggling. This wasn't his day. He should have been praying in tongues. Pray. Praise the <laughs> <our> Lord. Amen. <laughs> should have been praying in tongues. If you don't pray in tongues, it's easy to start to learn, how to, not learn how, to begin to receive so you can pray in tongues. Sister Elise and uh, Brother Christopher, they, they help people every week to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, it, it's, it'll change your life. It's, it's how you access the unlimited wisdom of God. It's how you access the unlimited wisdom of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we can, and we have, we can use it every day. Every day, every situation. Amen? All right, praise the Lord. Well, we're getting ready tonight. Let's do this. Let's go and uh, uh, hand out offering envelopes. We're going to receive offering a little bit later. Let's get the offering envelopes out now so you'll be able to take, uh, prepare yourselves in time. Amen. If you need an offering envelope tonight, uh, just raise your hands. The ushers, they will come around and place the offering envelope in your hand so you can give. Amen. looks like most of you are already prepared. Amen. I come to church prepared. My offering envelope already ready. Amen. Because I always look forward to giving. I look forward to giving. You know, my living, I, I live pretty well. And I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. I don't have anything to brag about. <laughs> my boast is in the Lord.
1: Right? You're supposed to boast in the Lord.
0: Matter of fact, let me, let, me, let me take a detour here. Well, let me, let me make sure I know what I was going to say to you. Oh, my living... Is based on my giving. Let me make sure I say that first. My living, my wife and I, our children, how we live, is based on our giving. People people get bent and they think that our living is based on your giving. That's wrong. It's impossible. It's impossible. Y'all don't have enough. Y'all don't have enough for how we live. Oh, you I'm just, I'm just saying, you don't have enough for how we live, right? I don't have enough for how we live. Um, but when you, when you've learned how to live supernaturally, God goes way beyond your paycheck. God goes way beyond what you can do, and that's that's all. We're trying to teach you is what we've learned over these. Uh, 17 years of marriage, but what we learned, especially in these last 10, 11 years of walking by faith, and uh, you don't have to go through all the hardship we went through. You just do what we tell you to do, and it works for you. I promise you. Okay. Uh, so I live nice. I live nice. Okay. But what I was going to say on the second detour was, when I said I, I'm not bragging. I can't brag because I haven't done anything. You can only brag. People only brag when you do something. Right? And so if I haven't done anything, then I can't brag. All I've done is believe God. Obey God. Ain't nothing to brag about. Right? But it made me think about something I was my wife and I was talking about a couple weeks ago here. Is that, you know, when people hear people within what what they the so-called prosperity movement which is a stupid name because everybody's prosperity you know, I'm just dumb you can't preach the Bible without preaching prosperity the Bible is prosperity so it's dumb to label people prosperity because if you label me prosperity then what do you label yourself poverty sickness and disease so, I mean, it's, so that's a dumb label but what happens is when when we get up here and we talk about what God has done for us, oh God bless me with this, God did so and so on and so forth, they 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 think you're bragging and then they they make they accuse you of being only about money and things. But the problem is this, I need y'all to hear me on this. This is this is this is this is important. I'm not preaching, so this is my little message for tonight. Is we're, we're commanded to make our boast in the Lord. Right. That's right. That's absolutely right. right? My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. That means I'm supposed to tell. You're supposed to tell what God has done for you. You just don't have a microphone, but I have a microphone all the time, so I'm supposed to tell what God has done for me. Right? So I should tell what I receive. I should tell what God has done. Or else you don't know. And if you don't know, you can't be glad. And you can't magnify him with me. We can't exalt his name together. But here, here's, the, here's the, the other side of that coin, though. is see I just I just like y'all did last week I just got the the, uh, notice about my giving last year maybe y'all didn't get those much did y'all get the little email about how you access your giving from the church and all that kind of stuff okay and I saw our giving last year praise the Lord how much you gave I can't tell that Did you catch what I just said? I can't tell you that. Why you can't tell me that? Because you just said, don't tell what you give. Y'all missed it. You missed what I'm saying. See, you're, you're commanded to tell what you receive. But he said, you can't tell what you give. So then what happens, people accuse you of being all about receiving. It's not that I'm all about receiving. It's just that's all I can tell you. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, when you give, give in secret. He said, so you, you, all, the thing, all, of, all the ways you give, things you do for people and how you bless people and help people, he said, you can't even tell anybody. So you got to sit there and just keep that quiet. Mm. And people joking at you about you, all you is about that money and you just inside you just, oh, oh, I'll knock you down a my but you gotta be strong in the Lord and, and suck all that down because you know you know how you've helped people you know who you've been there for You know how you've given when it hurt. Maybe I'm talking the wrong group. You know how you've given when it hurt. I'll come over here. They ain't saying nothing. You know how you've given when it hurt. You know how you've given when you didn't have it. Broke off from your last. See, but see, you can't, you can't talk about that. So then people accuse you and people talk about you, but that's what happens. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 10, no man who's left houses and lands and fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters, children for my sake and the gospels who will not receive A hundredfold in this time with persecution now I understand why the persecution because the people can see all that you're receiving but they don't see what all you left so if you if you don't build your character enough to be able to withstand the persecution to withstand all the jeering eyes of people all the little turned up faces people make at you if you don't if you can't stand that then don't let god bless you don't, don't no say god no don't don't, get, don't do anything for me just just keep refusing now to do that you have to also say, God, I'm not going to bless anybody else either. Because the only way you stop him from blessing you is you got to stop blessing people. But if you like, if you enjoy being a blessing, it's going to come back to you more than you can shake a stick at. But you just gotta be able to deal with all the. So thank God he's making our skin tough. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you don't when when God does some this I'm just so I'm just giving you a warning. This is giving you a warning. Just give, I'm giving you a warning. You listening, Faith? When God bless your socks off, make sure you only tell humble people. Make sure you only tell people who are going to rejoice with you. Whatever you do, don't stand in front of a whole church and tell everybody the church at one time like like we do. Just find somebody who hey, Sister Gary, can I just tell you the Lord, because she she's gonna be she's gonna rejoice with you. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So I'm blessed. I'm blessed, <laughs> and I don't apologize for it. Amen. My forehead is enough to withstand all the darts yeah, just about money it's all yours about money <laughs> shut up
1: <laughs>
0: I'll out give more than you ever receive
1: come
0: on, come on. Come on. that's just how it goes that's how it works amen, amen. all right well I'm done with that. Now on to some good news here. Uh, i got a couple speakers going to minister to us tonight before we uh, (laughs) baptize and uh, make that clock 20 minutes 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes first of all we're going to have one of a young soldiers who uh, I'm just proud that he uh, of him that he had the courage and the fortitude as a youngster a teenager to come and sit and take my class He's a teenager and i know he loves the lord and uh, uh he's been with us his whole life i remember with this little kid when he was in a little in a little uh yeah a carrier a little car seat with grits all in his hair growing up into a, a handsome young man and uh i'm glad i'm glad he's in our family would y'all welcome Brother Caleb Davis as he comes to ministry the ministry <laughs>
2: Test, okay, it's on, all. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you block any hindrance and any distraction coming towards our way. I pray that you put up a fortitude of angels around this place. I pray that you open up your people's hearts, minds, and ears to receive the word that you put in me to give these people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, my assignment was Proverbs chapter 22. So, as our first place of scripture, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 22. We're going to start at verse 17. I'll be reading out a new King James Version. It reads, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge, that I may... That, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you. My title tonight is Trust Our Father's Wisdom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, wisdom is a key principle in every area of our lives. Whether it be finances, health, you name it, wisdom's there. So my first place of scripture is going to be Second Chronicles chapter 20. If you follow me there, please, and we'll start at verse 16. First, thank you. And my first point is fix fix your ears on the word so your trust in God would not waver. So again, the place of scripture is 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 16. It says, "Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeru. Now, quick little history lesson. This is King Jehoshaphat. He was a little timid about getting ready to fight the Ammonites. That's the day. So he was, he was, he was a little, he's a little scared. You know what I mean? Like he's a little scared. But watch verse seven, verse seventeen. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. (laughs) So, here's what happened. King Jehoshaphat, excuse me, King Jehoshaphat heard a word from the Lord. Heard a Lord, dang it, hold excuse me. Heard a word from the Lord. All right. Then, so he heard the word, then he trusted. Then, he didn't waver. So he heard, he trusted, he didn't waver. As simple as that. All right. All right. All right. Amen. Our right, next place of scripture is going to be Genesis chapter 22, and we'll start at verse 1. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. Y'all there? Alright. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Keep going. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Alright, stop there. So this is a very familiar passage of scripture. Um Abraham was getting Abraham was getting ready. The Lord told him to sacrifice Isaac. Abraham was like, "Whoa. Because that's that's hard to sacrifice your own your own living son. I couldn't do it even even if I tried. I tried. I couldn't even do it. I couldn't. So as the story progresses on, he says that the Lord provided the ram in the bush. Once he gets to the mountain, he's about to like angels come like, hold it, hold it. Hold it. So the rams in the bush, but watch verse 18 right here. Verse 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. But here's what he did he heard the word, he trusted it, and he did not waver. Amen. <laughs> all right. Our last place of scripture for this point will be John chapter 2. John chapter 2. And we'll start at verse 6. John chapter 2, verse 6. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Before I go any further, this is when... Jesus' very first miracle, he was turning the water into wine. one of his most famous miracles. So, verse 7, please. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast, and they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And then tell them the wine's good and all, so on and so forth. But can we go back to verse 5, please? His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. So, and then Jesus told them to know, fill the water pots and stuff. But what I want to say is, the servants heard two words from two different people. But Jesus and Mary, they were real close because they're family. But again, he heard the word. He trusted the word. And he did not waver. All right. Okay. So my second point is, let me see there. All right. My first, okay. So not only do you have to fix your ears on the word so you're trusting God will not waver, but how you respond to adversity indicates whether you trust in God or not. How you respond to adversity indicates whether you trust in God or not. (laughs) (laughs) Can you pull up um, Proverbs 22, verse 20, please? Okay, it says, Have I not written to you excellent things of counsel and knowledge, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth? So we're going to go to Numbers 20 and start at verse 7. So Numbers 20, verse 7. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered them the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, "Hear now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. And then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you do not believe me to hallow me or honor me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the promised land which I have given them. Since Moses decided not, not to trust in God, because he clearly told him to speak. But he decided to hit the rod twice. Because, you know, he I don't know what he was thinking, but I really don't. But since Moses decided to do his own way, he's thinking to get punched into the promised land. Amen? All right, we're going to go. Okay, so next we're going to go to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. All right. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. So you can look at verse you in the face and be like, what, 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 what you going to do? You can look at it right in his face and say, what you going to do to me? You can't hurt me. So, and and we, when you put your trust in God, you get that bonus. You get that insight. It's like, what, 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 what is there? What? Cause no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So I mean, you just gotta stand tall in the face. You just gotta stand tall. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep. Can you put up Psalm 100, uh, the 125th Psalm in verse one, please? <laughs> Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. All right. Okay, can you get Isaiah 12 too, please? Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for Yah the Lord is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. And could you get Proverbs twenty four ten, please? <laughs> if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. I say all of that to say this. All right. Okay. Number two. All right. It, okay. If you stand tall in the face of adversity, it proves that you trust God. Leaning on him, saying you're saying that I trust you and then God can work through you. Amen. All right. My last point. The wisdom of God will never fail. Keep pull up John one one, please. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So from day one the word has been there. it hasn't failed up until now. So I mean you can plot your history, plot it I, plot it it has never failed. Am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? All right, we're going to go to Daniel chapter 2. Let's start at verse 16. (laughs) Okay. So Daniel, okay. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Before I go any further again. So this was Nebuchadnezzar's first thing with the statue, gold, silver, bronze, and clay. He wanted the interpretation so he wouldn't die. Because they was, they were starting to get their heads cut off, you know? So, I mean, like, he ain't trying to die. <laughs> so, Then Daniel went into his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. He gets to dream. But Daniel asked for wisdom. You can ask for wisdom too. Don't forget that. And then plus, wisdom is right here. It's in black, white, and red. It's in right there. It's black, white, and red. Black, white, and red. All right. All right. Can you, can you give me Proverbs three, verse five, please? Proverbs three, verse five. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, your own understanding will fail you. It's um. It's happened before. It's happened to me before. I'm pretty sure it's happened to all of us at least once at least once but when you put your trust in God God gives you his wisdom and his wisdom is pretty good his wisdom is pretty good so you got to put your trust in him to get that wisdom from God to prosper in life and go some places all right all right. Okay. Can you give me Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 5? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Keep going. Do not forsake her, and she will perceive you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and all you're getting, get understanding. There is always security in the wisdom of God. So, like, when you're when you thinking about something, you know, when it pops in your head, that's the wisdom of God coming, you know? Because there's always security in wisdom. It's, it's like a trust fund. Because that trust fund is always there. You can go to it. It's like, say this is a trust fund, right? You can go to it, pull what you need out of it, and then go back. So, you can pull the wisdom of God out the Bible or by ear and then handle that situation. So, before I finish, I want to go back to point number two. I want to give you a quick example. So, you know, sport of football, it's one of my favorite sports, right? So, you have an offensive and defensive line. The offensive line is to protect the, 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 the defensive rushers from getting to their quarterback, right? Right? So we're going to look at this from the defense, defensive line's perspective. So you know the defensive line come out the huddle. They come out the huddle, you know. All right, they got the play. The first thing they think is how am I going to get past that blocker? In other words, how am I going to get past that adversity? You have to have a how can I get past adversity mindset. So you got to think of how to have that pass passion to get to that quarterback and sack your blessing. Just like take it by force, you know, just take it by force. Got to get past that adversity. Take that blessing by force. Score that touchdown and make and get some prosperity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I done not got myself hyped. What's <laughs> <Ooh>. up? <laughs> <Ooh. laughs>
1: Oh, 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 oh. Hallelujah!
2: it's essential that we trust god y'all it's essential because when we trust him it shows that we honor him when we we honor him by trusting him you know so i'm gonna wrap this up all right all right ladies and gentlemen always keep your ears on god's wisdom Stand up to adversity, and the wisdom of God will never fail you. Thank you, and God bless.
0: Learn. Well, give God another big hand for that tonight. Praise God. That was awesome. That was
1: awesome.
0: That was awesome. Grateful for him. I've, I've honestly, I've watched Caleb grow up his whole life, and God has His hand on him. You're going somewhere. You're going places. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Caleb, even, I remember even as a, a younger guy, he used to want to dress like pastor. <laughs> Be like pastor. He's getting there. You coming? You, you coming? Keep on coming, brother. Stay close though. Stay close. Let me train you. I can train you on what to do and some things not to do. You're in a phase when the girls come in there. I'll train you how to negotiate through that stuff too. There. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, one more. Evangelist Ernestine Bland. Are you ready? Y'all please welcome her as she comes. Evangelist Ernestine Bland. Glory to God. Have a great time. Enjoy. Enjoy.
3: Praise the Lord, everybody. Well, Brother Caleb has already preached. Hallelujah. It just lets me know that when I was listening to God today, he was telling me the right thing. Hallelujah. I said, God, what am I going to give your people tonight? And he said, hey, you overcome by the words of your testimony. And I said, Lord, but it's just a scriptural text, and I want to give it to me. He said, Everything you need to tell them is in your testimony. So I thank God for Caleb preaching already. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, my assignment, and first let me pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we come tonight boldly before your throne, God. We come thanking and praising you tonight, God, for the words that are coming forth tonight, God. Hallelujah. I ask that you increase, hallelujah, earnestly in God, and you decrease in me, God. Let the words from my mouth be the words that come from you, Lord God. Cultivate the soil of your people's heart, that they will be able to receive this testimony that you have given me, God. I thank you right now in Jesus' name. First, I give honor to him, hallelujah, because he is the head of my life tonight, Lord God. I thank Him for my pastors, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Kim, God bless y'all for all the wisdom. All the wisdom that y'all pour out upon us. I thank you. The first day I walked in this church, it was like wisdom was crying out from the walls. I only came to visit. And I'm still here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, my assignment was Proverbs chapter 8. Put some glasses on. And my um, subject tonight was listening daily to the Lord's instruction. Daily listening. We have to listen daily. You know, we cannot uh, read the Bible today and don't read next week and not hear, hear what God says. This is a daily thing. We have to take off our grave clothes daily, the Lord said, You know, we can't just pull off our clothes once, our dead stuff, and, and, and that's it. This is a daily thing. We have to strip those things off. Hallelujah. And I chose verse 8, I mean, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32 through 35. Praise God. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instructions and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gate, waiting at my post of my doors. For whoever finds me, finds life and obtain favor from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My first point tonight was if we listen, well, my theme is we have to listen daily for it once again. And it'll bring forth wisdom. It'll bring blessings. It'll bring flavor, favor through God and man. God will cause man to show favor upon us. Hallelujah. The first point is listening to the instruction and how it brings wisdom. Excuse me. Proverbs 16 and 20. It says, He who heeds the word wisely find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Meaning if we attain, if we hear the word, if we handle the word rightly, if we follow the instructions of the Lord, We'll find good. We'll find wisdom. See, wisdom is Christ, like he said. Wisdom is right here in black and white. We are finding we're looking for wisdom and we'll find good. Proverbs chapter 9 and 9. Hallelujah. It says, Give instruction to a wise man and he will be wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase increase in learning. Hallelujah. I have no problem. Following someone wiser than me. If we want to learn some instruction, follow somebody wiser than you. Get wisdom. If you, teach, you know, teach the righteous and they will add to that learning, you get smarter. So, you know, some of us don't want to take anything from the next person. Everybody want to be wise. Everybody want to be chief. Nobody want to be Indians. We got to get some instruction from someone that is wiser than we are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 19 and 8 says, He who gets wisdom loves his own soul, and he who keeps understanding will find good. Now, if we get instruction, we know that wisdom is from God. If we continue to get wisdom, of course we love our own souls because we're we're getting wiser, praise God. What was I here? We receive knowledge and labor to get knowledge, so we'll love our own soul because, you know, sometimes we gotta go through some pain. And if I go through some pain for something, I wanna keep it, I'm gonna love my own soul. I'm gonna get that instruction. I'm gonna keep that instruction. I'm gonna follow that instruction. I'm gonna heed to it. I'm gonna understand it because you don't know what I had to go through to get it. I don't know what you had to go through to get it. So I'm gonna keep that, praise God. And I might be going through a little fast because God told me to give my testimony. It is my testimony that I'm supposed to be up here doing. And I'm trying to do a textual. I'm trying to be, and I'm not going to be disobedient to the Lord. (laughs) So I'm going to go through it. So the next point is if we wait daily on the Lord's instruction, it will strengthen our heart. Because we're going to need strength when we're going through. We're going to need strength even when we got wisdom. You know, sometimes wisdom... Tells us things that we, we really we don't want to hear, we, you know. we got to ask God to strengthen us yeah. to go through it. I've, I've gone through some things that if it had not been for the Lord, if it had not, it was hard, things that I didn't want to hear, that I needed to hear. I had something set up from the devil a long time ago. Somebody, somebody gave me a, um, a prophecy. This was like 20 years ago. Maybe even longer than that, and they told me that the devil got a set up for you. He's gonna set you up, but God is gonna give you a testimony that's gonna be a soul-winning testimony. So the devil got a set up for you, but if you follow God's instruction—that was way back then—listen daily to the Lord is what He told me, and follow His instruction. Everything is gonna come out fine, it's gonna be a soul-winning testimony. And I want you to tell it. And it said everywhere you go, he told me, I want you to tell it. Well, I wasn't saved then. I heard him. And I went on, you know what I'm saying? That's why I say some things they tell you, you don't you don't listen to the end. But I had to take it. Uh, waiting daily on the Lord's instruction. Psalms 27 and 14 said, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord by faith. Wait on the Lord through prayer. Wait on the Lord meditating. Wait on the Lord fasting. Humble yourself before the Lord, and when we follow his instruction, we'll get courage. God will give you strength and courage, but you've got to wait on the Lord. And while you're waiting on the Lord, it might not be good. It might not feel good, hallelujah, because we got to have some patience. And when you get patience, you got to wait. Hallelujah. I heard somebody say they prayed for patience, and they had to wait forever. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> But if while you're waiting, while you're waiting, and you're meditating on God, and you're doing what you're supposed to do with God, when it comes, sometimes you don't even know it's there. I've been waiting on something, and before, I mean, it was there. I said, when did that happen? You know, that's because I found patience, and that's because I waited on him, and I stayed in his word. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even realize when it came. Hallelujah. Now, Isaiah 40 and 30 tells us that, They that wait upon the Lord. forty and 31, I'm sorry. But those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Waiting implies expected attitude of faith. We got to have some faith. Wait for his help. Trust him. Trust in Him. Put all your hope and your confidence in Him. We got to have faith when we're waiting on the Lord. He said He shall renew our strength. Hallelujah. Have you ever had your strength renewed? Have you ever just been there and you felt like you lost all your strength and God had to renew your strength? Glory to God. And when He talk about mounting up with wings of eagles. Have you ever seen an eagle mount up? I don't know about you, but I have. I, I'm from the country, South Carolina, way down there in the woods. And my daddy showed me an eagle one day. And when he mounted up, oh God, that was a beautiful sight. Hallelujah, and when he soared, he went up so fast. So nothing can touch him, Dad, you can't shoot him, although he wasn't gonna shoot him. Nothing was gonna be able to touch him. He was soaring. He mounted up with wings of eagles. He was soaring, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He said we can run and not get weary. When we put all our trust and everything in God, when we listen in daily for the word of God, when we get the faith and everything we need in Christ, we can run and not get weary. We can walk and faint not. Because God got us. We got to remember that he got us. Hallelujah. Another point said, listening daily to the Lord blesses us and help us walk in favor with God and man. Hallelujah. When we follow God's instruction, when we allow him to strengthen us, we put all our trust in him. Hallelujah. Then he begins to show us favor. Then he calls man to show us favor too. Hallelujah. Proverbs um, chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. Hallelujah. He said, my son, do not forget my law. But let your heart keep my commands. For length of days, hallelujah. Am I at the right place now? I'm sorry. Proverbs 3? Okay, all right. Okay, excuse me. These glasses will let me. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and of man. Hallelujah. He said, do not forget my teaching. Hallelujah. We got to keep God's way. We got to follow those instructions, like I say. On a daily basis, we got to be in the word of God. We got to meditate on his word all the time. And we will remember the teaching. Whoever he put before us, if he is for God, he's going to teach us what is right. We know what is right. right. Hallelujah. Thank God. Once again, thank God for the teaching that we get from you all. And we know it's right. We know you come from the Bible. Oh, my God. Both of you, it's a a blessing to sit under this teaching. I've been in church. I've not always been saved, but I've been in church all my life. But I have never got the word like I've gotten the word right now. (laughs) So it is a blessing to sit under the teaching. He said, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments. We got to keep the commandments of God. We got to live by the commandments of God. We got to listen daily. My subject said, listening daily to the Lord's instruction. If we listen to what he's given us, hallelujah, we can walk the path of righteousness. Hallelujah. It's not hard. Some people say it's so hard to live safe. It's not, I'm not going to tell you everything is easy, but if we follow instructions. God put somebody before us to give us instruction. God gave us all these words to give us instructions. All we got to do is follow the instructions. Listen, I I used to could read all day long when I first, I wasn't even saved. I would read and didn't understand a thing. Just reading. But once I have got Christ, when I received Christ, And I started to listen. He said, listen. I hear him say, listen to me, children. Now that you know me and I got power, listen to me. If you listen to me and follow my instruction, you know, heed to me. Understand what I'm, uh, the understanding I'm trying to tell you, everything's going to be all right. That's all we got to do is listen. You know, sometimes we hear and don't, we listen and don't hear. We got to hear also. We got to hear fast but I want to give my testimony because that's what God see praise the Lord and my testimony is first I had a dream this was like 19 years ago my husband died he did die 19 years ago and the good Lord gave me a dream I went into the funeral home to view his body to make sure his body was right for viewing and he wasn't in the front of the funeral home. He was way in the back. and I went to the back, and it was a whole lot of caskets back there. And I walked through the door, and he sat up in the casket. This is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God) <laughs> But he sat up in the casket, and he told me it was a casket beside it. He said, this is yours. This is your casket. And I said, what? He said, this is yours. It was just like his. He said, this is supposed to be yours. I said, no, I chose to follow Christ. I chose life. And I walked out of the door. And when I walked out the door, I was looking for my car. And all I saw was streets that were paved with gold. There was red carpet run down. And there were people traveling along that road. And they were telling me, they were, looked like I had to look up because they were tall. And they they were wearing robes and crowns and jewelry, ruby and diamond and gold and silver. And it was like, come on. And I was like, no, I'm just looking for my car. And he was like, no, come on. So I got in and I started to walk with them down that red carpet. It was so beautiful. It was narrow. And as I looked down, there was a big, great big kingdom. It was so beautiful. It was a kingdom. It was leading into a kingdom. And I began to walk with them and I began to talk with them. And when we got to the door, The man said, come on, and I was like, no, I'm not dressed like them, I can't come in. He said, you belong. I said, no, I can't come in. And I turned around, and as soon as I turned around, I was in the desert. Everything had had disappeared. I was in the desert. And I was, I had my hand clenched, like something was in my hand. It was like I had backslid, and I was going back into the world. Because, see, I used to do (laughs) drugs. I was a drug addict. And I, um. I had my fist clenched, and I was like, what's in my fist? And I opened it, it was a fist full of drugs. It was like I was going back into the world, but I was in the desert. But every corner I turned to try to go do some drugs, wisdom met me. There was words from the Lord, words, instructions from the Lord. And I would leave and go to the next one, and there it was again. There was more instructions. Hallelujah. And as I kept going, God kept giving me the word of God that this is I'm in the desert, I'm in the wilderness. And Jesus was still giving me words in the wisdom, In the wilderness he was giving me words. And I kept on going, but I kept on getting in and then I be, became afraid. It's like I had fear. Hallelujah. But one of those corners they told me God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of a love, peace and of a sound mind. And it kept going, and I kept getting more wisdom. And lately, then, then after a while, I decided to just let go. I wasn't looking for a place to do the drugs anymore. I let go, and as soon as I left go, there was the enemy. He was like a buffalo. He had oh so many legs and so many heads, and he began to run. And I began to run, and I began to run, and I started to remember that that thing sit around that corner said, "God has not given us the spirit of fear." Come on. And I remember all those scriptures he was giving me. So I kept saying, how? Wisdom was crying out. You can't fight him with sticks and stone. because I had throwing sticks and stone. And I had took off one of my shoes because I felt like I was running with two left foot of shoes on because I was trying to walk in faith and I was afraid. You can't walk with fear and faith. It was like wearing two left foot of shoes. So I took off the one that was fear because God said, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. And I refused to contaminate my faith. I had decided I was going to go God's way. He had found, I found him in the valley, in the wilderness. He never left me. He was still with me. So I turned around, and I decided to fight this with the word of God. And I wasn't advancing the word, but I kept telling him, I plead the blood of Jesus on you. And I told him that I had my whole armor on. I didn't put on the half armor. I put on the whole armor of God. And when I began to plead the blood on him, he disappeared. It's something about the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Something about the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Something about the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's something about the blood. And when I turned back around, I was no longer in the wilderness. I was in an old familiar place. When I walked through the door, the people there were, I was like, why I feel comfortable? And everybody was, they were drinking or doing drugs or fornicating, uh, lying, cursing. Why I feel comfortable? But what I realized is that God had given me a chance to go back and do the work that I was supposed to do. <laughs> so I rolled up my sleeve. And I began to go through that building. I began to prophesy. I began to minister. I began to speak in tongues. I even sung, and I know it was a dream because I can't sing. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But I did not miss a person that was in that building. I saw people that I knew I was supposed to talk to back in the world that I I bypassed. But God had given me another chance to go back and minister. And halfway through that building, I was wearing a robe and a crown and jewelry and gold and silver. See, we can wear our crowns right here on earth. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven. We can wear our crowns right now if we follow the instructions of the Lord. See, I went back. When he sent me back, I listened. I heed to his word. I followed his instruction. Hallelujah. Every day. Every day. And I refuse to stop now. But anyway, by the time I got through that place, people were putting down the crack pipes. People were putting down their alcohol. People had stopped lying, stopped cursing. They were going out two by two to witness to somebody. See that what God needs us to do. He sent us out to tell somebody else. Hallelujah. See, this dream was all about the fact that my husband came into our marriage 27 years HIV positive. Did not tell me a word. HIV positive. That person that testified that God was going to give me a testimony. That the devil had a setup for me, but what he didn't realize was God. Come on. Come on. That that he set up, God did not let happen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus! Thank you, Lord. He said, "You gonna tell this testimony everywhere you go." And I said, "God, but people's not gonna believe that because they live about a, what's going on in the world, and we read it. You know, if you if you sleep with somebody that got AIDS, you are gonna have AIDS." The devil is a liar. I'm a living testimony. 27 years. I found out one year after we was married. He died 19 years ago. 27 years ago. I can stand before you and tell you I'm still HIV AIDS. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Because I followed the Lord's instructions. Because I waited on the Lord. I walked the floor many nights. I fasted. I prayed many nights. And I said, God, I thank you. Because I trust you. I believe you. I'll follow you, Lord God, as much as it hurt me. Because at first the enemy said, you going to die. Your children's going to be alone. I had three kids. And I said, God, I don't want to die. I want to choose life. That's why I told my husband when I walked in there in my dream, I chose life. And I'm here to tell you, God is a good God. I'm here to tell you that I love the Lord. That he is my all and all. He is my lily in the valley. He is my bright and morning star. He is the alpha and omega. He is the first and the last. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi. He is everything to me. If you ever look back there and I'm sitting and you see me crying, or praising the Lord. It's because God's been good to me. And I have not forgotten what he's done. I chose to follow his instruction. I chose to listen daily. I chose to tell people every day, God is good. I try to plant seeds all the days of my life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, I don't know, I said, God, why you got me telling this story now? Because he told me to tell it all the time. But sometimes you might need to tell a neighbor. You might need to tell a co-worker. But if you got to use me, that's all right. You can let them know that this girl was overcome by the words from God. Follow the Lord's instruction. Pray my strength in the
0: I've got a big shout about that tonight. Come on, give a big, shout, a, big shout, a 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 big shout, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah, praise God, that's good. God is good. You know, we just this morning in prayer, I was I was telling them I had a dream last night, and I won't share the dream just for time. But in the dream, I had this scripture, Romans eight verse two: the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. HIV, AIDS, lupus, diabetes, herpes. it's all under the law of sin and death but you are free from that it doesn't matter what you used to do doesn't matter how you used to live doesn't matter who you used to lay with doesn't matter how you it doesn't matter the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death The wicked one can't touch you. So no matter what the devil has planned, it can't work against the people of God. Amen. Give her one more big hand tonight. Let her know you appreciate. It. Glory to God. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job. All right, let's keep going. I got to keep going. I know y'all rejoicing. Let's get ready to receive the offering. All you are getting baptized. Please, if you go and get ready. We're going to baptize you in a couple minutes. Glory to God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. I said, choose life. Glory to God. And when you choose life, you get life. You get life. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You choose it. (laughs) You don't have to go the the way things are. You know, she said, people say, well, because you do this, this. That's not how it works for us in the kingdom of God. That's under that system. You're not under those laws. You're under a different law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It makes you free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. What a blessing. What a word tonight for both of them. Both of them tonight. We received that. Amen. Uh-oh. We have missed the beat yet. Amen. All these flight school students have done wonderful, superb jobs in ministering the word to us. We are loaded. We are loaded up around here. Amen. Praise God. While you're getting your off and ready, if you don't have it already, just remember, uh, tomorrow we begin our fast. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise yeah. the Lord. 21 days beginning tomorrow. Of course, that 21 takes us all the way through January 31st. And so um, uh, it's on the website there. And uh, the, the reading plan uh, I sent over to you. We'll have that This by the time you wake up in the morning, the reading plan will be there. Brother Kirkland's going to work some overtime tonight and get the, because uh, I, j- I sent it to him late. So there's a reading plan for this month or for these next 21 days to read along with. Uh, and then, um, of course, whatever fast that you're doing is for you and your household to choose. Um, whether you're doing a Daniel fast, which essentially is all vegetables and fruit, nuts, um, grains, things like that, anything that's grown out of the ground, right? Potatoes included. Praise <laughs> the Lord. There you go. Uh, amen. Amen. <laughs> They come out of the ground Amen Uh, Or you can do of course an absolute fast Which is no food or water I recommend you do that for a certain period of time uh, Each day Or the normal fast which is water only You can do that for several days, up to you But it's 21 days we're going Um, If you're on medication of course You better follow the wisdom of God On that, amen And don't don't, want nobody passing out Trying to uh, fast Amen. Trying to impress anybody. Alright? Uh, you got a birthday coming up this month, and somebody brings you birthday cake. Don't be, oh, I'm fasting. I'll... Eat your cupcake. God's not gonna whoop you for eating a cupcake. You understand? Um, you understand. Don't don't be religious about it, but be diligent. Don't all of a sudden look for every excuse and every turn you can out of it. Okay? And remember, it's not a it's not a diet, it's a fast. To fast. So, what's more important is not about what you're not eating, what you're missing. It's what you're doing. You're spending time with God. That's why the reading plan will be there. Spend time praying. Spend time in, in uh, 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 meditating on, on word that you've heard preached. Um, uh, and the word that will you'll go through for these 21 days will be all about the great harvest, about uh, evangelism. That's what it's about. It's about that. And so, spend time each day with with the Lord. Uh, well can I watch TV if you want to but you, you'd be better served during a fast to um, watch the word <laughs> stay in the word we could probably use a lot of detox anyway couldn't we
1: yes.
0: amen and so um, give yourself to this fast give yourself to this fast this fast isn't, isn't for you this fast is for them This fast is for them. They're worth it. It's worth it to, to win this city and win this region for Jesus Christ. It's worth it if we can set ourselves aside 21 days. Amen.